Amen. I want to talk about a father and his son. Amen. A father and his sons. I'm sorry about that. Now, predominantly, the lesson really lose focus of the father. Watch this. Because of the riotous life of the younger son. Many times when we look at Luke 15, most of the messages that have been taught from this chapter has been about the younger son and the older son. Now, there have been a few messages concerning Luke 15 that spoke about the father. But when they spoke about the father, they spoke about the father um, in the way that they were relating him to a type of God and um, how, how the characteristics of that father, amen, uh, reminded people of the type of God that we had. And, and that's all great. That's all fine. That's all wonderful. But I want to look at this father a different way tonight. Amen. I want to look at him in a different way. I, I want to bring out some things that this father did that I don't know if anyone ever really talked about it or made mention of it. Now, because I only have a few minutes, I'm not going to really be able to get into all of it. But I want us to go through the story like we know what the story is. Many of us know the story. We've heard it many a times, and you know how it goes. But we know that in the beginning of the story, Jesus is already telling parables about the lost. So this goes under the parables of the lost. The, Jesus got a couple of parables uh, in Luke 15 about the, the lost sheep and the woman with the lost coin. And then he goes on to talk about the lost son. And all of these things resulted in somebody and something being found. Here's what I love about all of the stories, that when these things were found, there was always a celebration. <laughs> ah, y'all don't want to talk to me tonight. All right, let's get your Bible. Get your Bible. I know y'all closed it. Open that Bible back up and go back to Luke 15. Watch this. The parable of the lost sheep. Watch this. The verse six, and we're going to get to it. Somebody said, well, what? I'll just, I'm just bringing it together. Check it out. Every parable of the lost ended with a celebration. When they found the lost sheep, he said, and coming home, he calls his friends and neighbors together, saying to them, rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. Celebration. Watch this. Uh, when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together. It's the woman with the lost coin, saying, rejoice with me. <laughs> Because I have found 
the silver. Watch this. So the son, he said to him, you are always with me, everything I have. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. There was a celebration for everything that was lost and was found. <laughs> so we find this father, watch this. We know the story said to the father, the younger of him came to him and asked him for the portion. Now we're not gonna get into all the portion, but the Bible said that when he asked him, what did the father do? The father gave unto him the portion he asked for. Amen. So here's what, here's what he didn't do. <laughs> he didn't begin to give him 101 questions about why he need the money. And can I be honest, we do that with our kids right now, don't we? I, I do that at, at, at my job when they say, hey, Mr. LC, can I can I use this pencil? I'm like, what you need the pencil for? What are you going to do with the pencil? Do you have any plans with the pencil? What's your purpose? <laughs> but, but the father, watch this. The father did not give him the third degree. The Bible said that he came and asked for something from his father. And his father gave unto him the portion in which he asked for. Amen. And can I say something and be honest with somebody? I just want to ask a question. Um, there were some things I asked God for. Watch me. And he blessed me with it. But then... I didn't do 100% right with it. Some things I did right, some things I didn't. And because he did give it to me, and because I didn't do everything right, watch this, he still didn't give me the third degree. He still didn't say, Reverend, what you do with that when I blessed you with it? He allowed me to keep on living. He allowed me to keep on going. He allowed me to keep making mistakes. Listen, we done made mistakes. We done made more mistakes as Christians now than we did before we became Christians. <laughs> Many of us cuss more now as Christians <laughs> before we came. Y'all ain't going to say nothing about today. Some of us fight more now while we're Christians than we did before we were Christians. Amen. But in all of that, God does not give you the third degree. He don't say, why you did that? Who told you to go there? Why did you go there? And here's what I like about what the father did. After the father gave him what he asked for, watch this. The Bible said that not many days after, not many days after. So that means he still was in the house. 
And still, nowhere in the lesson, nowhere in the scripture, do you see they had another conversation about what the father gave him. He gave him the portion, and that was that. He gave him the portion and left it at that. Now, what he did with the portion, that was on him. Remember, I told you sometimes God would bless us with some stuff. He will bless you with some stuff. He'll give you a whole lot. One point of your time, somebody know, some, one point of your time, you were doing real good with your money. I mean, every time you turn around, you had money. Every time you turn around, you was blessed. Every time you turn around, somebody was doing something for you. Every time you turn around, you had, you had, you had, until you started to be in a slight downfall. And then you begin to realize and understand that I need to pay more attention to how God is blessing me and use the things that God gave me, amen, to bring him glory so that he can see and then continue to give me seed to sow. The Bible says that he gives a sword seed. Watch this. And so thinking about that, he gave the father much seed to where he could split up the portion <laughs> and still not miss anything. So the young boy, after many days, watch this, the Bible said he left the house. Tell you something else the father did not do. He did not try to stop him. Come on, talk to me. He did not try to stop him. Some of us call that the school of hard knocks. <laughs> and I mean, we talked about this probably a long time ago, a while back. We probably talked about this. Amen. But he didn't stop him. He, he didn't talk about why he needed to go. He, he, he didn't ask him where he was going. Come on, talk to me. He didn't say, give me an address, give me a phone number. If you can't tell me who you're going with, you can't go. Y'all remember having that saying from your mom and your daddy? Amen. I used to say it to my kids. I need to know who you with at all times. <laughs> where you going at all? I need some addresses, some phone numbers, some names. So whenever something go down, I know where you at. But the father... He did not stop him from leaving. And our Father, our God, allow us to live our lives. And he allow us to make some decisions concerning our lives. And many of the decisions that we made for ourselves didn't always end up good. Some of them ended up great. And then a lot of them did not end up so well. But God didn't stop you from choosing the fella who you got your kids by. <laughs> God didn't stop you from choosing the, the woman who you got your kids by. Amen. God didn't stop you from going to that first marriage because he already said, that he got somebody for you, but you know, we got excited. Our feelings and emotions begin to rear up. Amen. 
And so we we went with the feelings and we didn't go with faith. <laughs> oh, that gonna be my next t-shirt. I need red on this line, man. That that see, we we went with the feeling and not with faith. And because we went with our feelings and we started feeling ourselves, and when we thought we had it all, <laughs> we felt like we had it together. <laughs> but after a while, it fell through. And so the young man was feeling himself. Got all this money. My daddy didn't stop me. He let me go. He did not stop him. And listen, I got to tell my parents something. I know it's hard sometimes to let the reins go. It's hard sometimes to, 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 to try to uh, be everywhere for your child. It's hard sometimes to try to be something for your child. But when you try to be too much what you shouldn't be, it blows up in your face sometimes. It backfires. So the, the father did not try to stop him. He did not try to restrain him. He did not try to hold him back. He didn't, he didn't even take the money back from him. He let them go. And sometimes as parents, we have to allow our children to go. My mother had no problem with that. <laughs> and as fathers, we can't have no problem with it either. Because again, our children are going to choose things and people and do stuff and say stuff that we are not really going to like. But as fathers, and even as mothers, I don't want to forget mothers, and even as aunties and uncles and stuff like that, we have to be able to trust God and know that in all of what's going on, God is going to turn this thing around. So he let his son go. He didn't ask him for no address. He didn't ask him for where he was going. He let him go. And when he got to where he was going, we know the story. He wasted it all. He came back to his daddy, apologized to him, and looked at the father. The father stood there. Matter of fact, the father saw him coming. And the Bible says that he ran. So watch this. If he's running to him, that means he was a distance off. <laughs> and watch this. And, and because, now, here's another thing. And because at that time, now I don't know if they were still doing it, but in the Old Testament, when a child, amen, did what they did, the Bible said they would stone the child until the child would die. Amen. And so I, I just believe that the father ran out just in case <laughs> some stones wanted to be thrown. Ah, they won't hurt the son. The father would take all of it. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing back to me. And don't y'all know God do that for us every morning, every night. 
every day. <laughs> him, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are running to us every morning because they know <laughs> that somebody might want to throw something at you. <laughs> the enemy might have a trick to throw at you. And so to, to stop it, they cover us. They cover us. And, and then whatever the enemy throws, it bounces off and it don't get to us. You come on. Every now and then, something might see through. But when it see through, God is there. Jesus is there. The Holy Spirit is there. You got angels there. And he ran out. <coughs> and he met him. So watch this. First, the father gave. He gave. <laughs> He gave. Then he allowed. Come on, talk to me. Y'all do know God will allow some stuff to happen. That's his permissive will. He, he gave and he allowed. Watch this. And then he was receptive. Come on, talk back to me. He was receptive. He received his son back into his arms. Watch this. He was already forgiven at the point of impact. Oh, come on. He was already forgiven when the father ran out and hugged him and kissed him on the neck. He was already forgiven. The father had already forgiven him. That, that, that sign of hugging and kissing, that is the sign of forgiveness. He was so ecstatic to see him. <laughs> His son has come back. So he received him unto himself. And did not the Bible say that's what Jesus would do? Jesus said, I will come to receive you unto myself. <laughs> When you're done doing what you're doing, Jesus said, I'm here. I, we spoke about it this morning outside. Jesus said, I'm here. You who are heavy laden, burdened, you who are sick, you are the ones, you who are broken in spirit, you are the ones I came for. And no doubt his son was broken. His son, his spirit was broken. His, his character has been broken. And so the father ran out, hugged him, kissed him. He says to his servants, we know what the son asked him to do, but he said to the servants, he said, listen, go get the fat cow, bring a robe, bring a ring, bring some slippers. My son is back. And so the father received him. Even after he did what he did, the father was a receiver. <laughs> and that's what our God is. Our God is a receiver. He receives you unto himself through Jesus Christ. We talked about it this morning. So he was a giver. 
he 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 was an allower. Mm -hmm. Oh man, he was a receiver, and he was a protector. How did he protect his son? Because when people start, his brother started accusing him of what he did. His father started protecting him. But watch this. He didn't protect him in the way that we normally would protect somebody. He didn't justify what he did. Watch this. He never talked about what he did. <laughs> Isn't that something? This boy went out, did all kind of stuff, but the father never talked about the wrong. And that what the Bible said? When we come to God, everything we do, God throw it into the sea of forgetfulness and never to bring it up again. So when his son came back and when the brother began to give him all of this stuff about, oh, he did this, oh, he did that. The father didn't talk about none of that stuff. And here's what I learned as a father. I have to learn how to redirect the conversation of my children <laughs> to help them to see the other side of the coin. To help them to understand not only does the coin have two sides, it also has a rim. Come on, y'all ain't saying them back to me. So we just can't talk about the two coins of the side because the coin also has a rim. And it's round. And it's a figure on it. There's numbers on it. There's all kinds of things on the coin. So we just can't talk about the two-sided coin and forget everything else. So the boy started talking about one side of the coin. And the father started talking about the other side of the coin. And then he started talking about the rim and all the other stuff. He said, hey, it's your brother. He was lost. <laughs> he was dead. Now he's alive. So not only was he a receiver, not only was he a protector, but he also redeemed his son. He was also a redeemer. <laughs> he brought him back. And to the fellowship, that's all we did. That's all Jesus did when he redeemed us. He brought us back into fellowship with the Father. And when that boy came back, he redeemed his son. Brought him back into the house. Brought him back into fellowship with himself. And through Christ, we have been redeemed. Bought with a price. Come on. We have been made right through Christ with God. And the father was excited. He said, let's have a party. And so now he turns into a host. <laughs> Please write those down. <coughs> He turns into a host. 
He said it's time to celebrate. Why are we celebrating? Because he's back. And we've heard so many people say this. That heaven rejoice over one. You know, it don't always have to be 30 that come to the Lord that heaven can get excited about. Of course, that's wonderful. But only one calls the party. Listen, only one sheep calls the party. Only one coin calls a party. And one boy calls a celebration. This father became all these things for that son. And also for the older boy. You know what he was for him? He he was a uh what what we call it in, 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 in Carol Robinson. Uh, he was a teacher <laughs> for the older son. Why? Because he had to redirect his emotions. His son, the older boy, wasn't thinking with his heart. He was thinking with his head and feeling himself. So the father had to teach him. He said, first of all, you have to remember this is your brother. Did not he say, can I say it? Can I read it? Why didn't yeah, Then he became angry and didn't want to go in. The boy didn't want to go in. So his father came out and pleaded with him. But he replied to his father, look, I have been slaving. He's been crying about all the stuff he's been doing. He didn't get no party, all this stuff. The father said, man, everything I got is yours. All you got to do is ask. Really? So he said to him, you are always with me. <laughs> he said, but we have to celebrate because this is your brother. He said, this is your brother. So he had to be a reminder. Let me remind you that this is your brother. Not nobody outside of here. This is not one of the servants. This is not a cousin. <laughs> this is not somebody that's coming in off the street. This is your brother. And you know what's sad? That the same stuff happened in here, the same stuff happened in our world. Brothers against brothers. Come on. Brothers killing brothers. Brothers going against their fathers. Y'all ain't saying nothing back to me. A father and his two sons. He had to become so much for both of them. He had to become so many things for his sons. This older son, he had to become a reminder for him. Let me remind you that you're with me all the time. And that this is your brother. And then, watch this. And then he said, not only is he your brother, let me help you to know what went on with him. We're not going to talk about the stuff we did. We want to talk about the stuff that's happening now. He said he was dead. <laughs> but now he's alive again. He said he was lost, but now he's found this father and his sons 
what a great picture of a father, a teacher, a receiver, hmm. a giver, a reminder, come on here, a protector, a permissive father, a loving father, a redeeming father. He was all these for those boys. And he didn't miss a beat. And he loved them both the same. I can tell. Mm -hmm. There was no preference. I believe if the older son would have asked, he would have did the same thing for him. You want it? You got it. Bam. There was no favoritism there. He asked, he gave. Isn't that what the Bible says? The Bible says, ask. <laughs> and it shall be given. Father and his two sons. 